0: Welcome to The Prism Effect, a podcast with me, Larry Knoll, lead pastor of The Lighting Kent. Just as prisms break light up into its spectral colors, I hope to help you discover the scripture's meaning for your life. You can see what our message is all about today, about surrendering ourselves to Him. Surrendering ourselves to him. So that's not just a spiritual thing, although it is. It's not just that. It's surrendering all that we are because God might need it. God might need our time. He might need our things. Let's look at Joshua 24, 15. And in this scripture at the end, it says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. What does that mean? my household. Think about what's in your household, ladies. You got stuff, don't you? Yeah, you got stuff. I know Ravina's got stuff. I helped her move it the other day. I heard her laughing. (laughs) She's still putting her stuff away, aren't you? But you see, as for me and my household, that's the people, that's the stuff, guys. That's The money, the possessions, the time, our household, we will serve the Lord is what they were saying here. But we say, you know, I don't have that much to offer. I don't have, you know, great giftings. I'm not this, I'm not that. But I'm going to just tell you what. God is known throughout the scripture for doing a lot with a little bit. In fact, it's almost like he prefers a little bit to work with just to show off his power. The question is, what can we learn from this man with the donkey about a life of praise to God? We were talking about that just a moment ago. And the first thing we can learn from this guy with the donkey is that he first gave himself to Christ, then his resources. See, what... God wants most of all is us. This is what he wants. He wants us to surrender body, soul, mind, strength. He wants us to surrender that to him. He wants us to give that to him. And so we do that. We come to the Lord, and the surprise is after that, he begins to go deeper, doesn't he? And he comes after our resources. And some of us act shocked, and that's the church's fault because when people come to know the Lord, we need to clue them in on that real quick, that God is not through with you yet. So the first thing I'm noticing is I I have a feeling this man was no stranger to Jesus. In that time period, he was no stranger to Jesus. He may have even known Jesus. The Bible doesn't really say Maybe Jesus just in his super consciousness could see through time and space or just foreknew, since, he knows, since God knows all things and Jesus probably did too, that he could, oh, I see this man in my mind with a donkey. But Jesus, Jesus was around these places, guys. He knew people. Jesus might have petted that donkey and Talk to that man. Who knows? But he knew about this donkey, I'm going to tell you, and he knew about this man. And I'm curious, how did this guy get to know Jesus? It just makes me think, doesn't it? I mean, did he tell you in advance, hey, get that donkey all cleaned up. Keep it ready. Because in the hour that you know not, I'm coming to get your donkey, okay? There'll be a donkey rapture coming, and I'm coming to get that thing. So keep it ready. I mean, did Jesus say that? I don't know. Did you know what he was going to do with the donkey, sir? Did he tell you? We don't have these answers. I'm just curious. But it's possible that he was a friend of Jesus. Why? And I'm going to tell you why I think that. Because animals were a prime asset in that period of time. And you don't lend something like this to somebody that you don't know well. Think about your car. You be careful who you lend that to, don't you? Until we give ourselves to God and we become his friend, we hold tightly to the possessions when he asks for them. No, God, this is my favorite thing. You can have anything else but not this. You know, until we get to know God and trust him. And it's a joy to give whatever he asks for. It's like, oh, this is a big deal to give this. This is exciting. What can, what's God going to do? And he trusts me to give this to him. He knew I would. You see, it's a different attitude, isn't it? Another thing is, why does God need my stuff anyhow? Think about that. Why does God need our stuff? After all, He is Jehovah, the unchanging, eternal, self-existent God. I am that I am. Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, right? Why would He need my stuff? But He says, just like in that video, I need you. I need your help. I need your stuff. I need your resources. I need your talent. I need your abilities. I need your availability. Why? I'm going to tell you why. God wants to partner with us. He needs partners in building the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit says to you, the Lord needs that. Don't tell me he hasn't come to you because I just know that this is how it works. I know that God speaks to each of us and He'll say from time to time, I need that. So, this man first gave himself to Christ, I believe, in some way. He had some kind of relationship with Jesus and then He gave His resources. And the second thing we can learn from the donkey man is his main motivation was glorifying Jesus. We don't give our stuff to glorify ourselves. Look what I gave. Everybody see what I'm doing? I'm giving this to the glory of God and myself mostly. I want you all to see what I'm doing. Okay? It's really bad when people only do things to get noticed, isn't it? It's painful. It's painful. It's embarrassing. And the Pharisees did this. And Jesus said in Matthew 5, he said, everything they do is done for people to see. He didn't like that. But this man gave this donkey to be used so that Jesus would get noticed. And boy, did he get noticed, didn't he? He wanted more people to know his wonderful friend, Jesus. This man, at the very least, He was aware of. Because the news was around this guy who worked these miracles. There was like six miracles worked right before the crucifixion. Do you know that? Things were heating up with Jesus. He was getting ready. So his motivation, I want Jesus to be known. I want more people to know my great friend or this person at least. Jesus that does wonderful things Ronald Reagan He said there's no limit to what a man can accomplish if he doesn't care who gets the credit If you don't care I don't know Have you ever come up with ideas at work and nobody listens to you and you're like this is a good idea This would be a great thing Well, here's something I learned You know Late in life, 10 years ago, I took on a whole new job. I thought it was temporary. That was 10 years ago. And the frustrating thing for me is I'm like one of the older people there. And it doesn't matter what field you've been in, when you, and it's not your first radio, you, know, you have a little bit of what you, they call wisdom, a little bit, meaning you know stuff and you also know how to use that stuff that you know right you only gain wisdom with experience doesn't make you a wise guy hey what's the matter for you (laughs) there it is and so what's frustrating is sometimes you go hey i have this idea and everybody goes super duper and nothing happens glad you shared it write it up in a memo and nothing happens and it's so funny if you don't care i learned something if you don't care who gets the credit you can get that stuff done and one time I waited this was a I thought this is a great idea this is going to save our 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 company money like 36,000 dollars a year which I think is pretty good money you could hire another person you know for 36,000 and it's going to help save the planet I'm not going to be printing out reports and sending them out. So it's a very green idea, which is a big deal nowadays. So I just couldn't see why, you know, it didn't make sense to a lot of people. But uh, over a year later, I pitched it to some other people. They grabbed it, took my file, got it done. I went, (laughs) so-and-so and 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 so-and-so, aren't they great? And they knew I pitched them the idea. All right. They didn't give me a lick of credit for, it, you know, except when we were just standing around. But the great thing is it got done. Yeah. See, that was the important thing. What did I want? Did I want everybody to go, oh, he's so wonderful. Or did I want my idea to get done? I want my idea to get done. That's what I want. And you see, what do we want? We want Jesus to be lifted up and glorified yeah. in this world, right? And when we don't care who, if we get the credit or not, great things can be done, guys. If we don't care that the light gets credit, then we continue to give money and nobody knows how much we're given, how consistently we're given to who we're giving except us right here. Our name doesn't appear on anything maybe this big every now and then on the list of donors that hardly anybody sees but that's not why we do it. We collect food over here and we sneak it over there during the week and we don't, you know, walk out on the sidewalk and go, look what the light is doing. We're doing it for the glory of God because people need this food, guys. I think Ronald Reagan was a smart guy when it came to things like that. So the honor, all the glory and honor to Jesus, right? Right? We minister in his name, not in our own personal name or even our corporate name here. Yeah, I like to wear my logo. Yeah, I like to wear my hat and my coat, especially when we're out serving, doing things. But I don't need to do that. I'm just thinking, well, somebody might see us doing something nice and go, Who are you people doing this nice thing? We we'll say, Well, we're from the light and can. Can we tell you about that? But it's not necessary. It's not why we do it in fact Philippians 2 verses 10 through 11 says all creation exists for him listen what it says in verse 10 that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth I like that and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father The purpose of giving his donkey to Jesus, it's simple. So Jesus would have a way of getting into Jerusalem and making a grand entrance and people could see him. Do you know how many people were there at that time? He was alluding to the fact there were thousands there, thousands. If you get thousands of people gathered around, you can't see who's in the middle, can you? But Jesus, just high enough up above the crowd, sitting on that little foal of a donkey, they could see him, couldn't they? So this was the way, this gave Jesus a way to enter in Jerusalem. And basically, when you think about it, he brought Jesus to the people. His little donkey, he brought Jesus to the people. He was like a missionary in a way. He was like an evangelist in a way. Through a donkey. And you see, we do the exact same thing, guys, when we dedicate our time, our talents, our treasure to God and allow it to be used. Guess what? We're bringing Jesus to people. After all, who gave us the blessings in the first place that we have? Sunday school answer number one. God, yeah. Who gave us our very breath? God did. So when we give ourselves totally to him, we're nothing. We're just instruments being played by the great maestro. That's all. Play me, God. Use me, God. Whatever it is, okay? I could talk more about that, but let's go to the next thing. The donkey man, he gave his best, and Jesus made sure he was blessed. There's a little preacher thing there. You know, you kind of rhyme it there. This was not a hand-me-down donkey. This was a brand new 30 AD model rode right out of the showroom. He gave his best, guys. His wife, according to this man, the way he told the story, this was like a pet to her. This was like special. She didn't understand why they'd had donkeys before, but for her, this was special. See, praise is more, like I said in the beginning, it's more than singing songs. It's giving ourselves for God's honor. Listen, if I give something to God, it should never be my leftovers. It should never be what is second. It should always be first. The first fruits of my life. And Jesus assured him, the donkey will be returned. You see, he's being blessed by God. So how was he blessed? He was blessed when his gift was used to minister to others. See, this is one of the blessings you get when you allow your stuff to be used by the Father. You get this instant blessing, this instant return of it's used to bless other people. He was blessed when his gift was used. He looked at his donkey differently. Did you hear him say that? They looked at this donkey, they... Nobody's ever going to ride this donkey. Jesus is the only one that would ride it. This is special now. It's, It's not just a valuable asset for us to make money. It's not just an income stream. This donkey is an instrument of worship. It's special. It sanctified this donkey. This became a holy donkey. So I want to go back to that sermon title. Give your all and the blessings will fall. It's true, though. Luke 6, 38 says this. Give and it will be given to you. Right? Give and it will be given to you. What part of that don't we get? We act like give and I'm going to be sorry I did it. Give and I'll never get another one like it. Give and... And it's gonna really hurt and God is saying give and I'll bless you like you'll never believe it Jesus disciples may have left they may have left every single thing that they were they had to follow him do you know that Matthew 19 29 and everyone Jesus said everyone who has left houses Or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will what will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life too if we are unreserved in other words in our giving this is not to take an offering I'm not taking an offering at the end you can give just like we always like Alex said you can give just like we always do this is about personal worship guys I want you to be blessed I want you to enter into a different place of blessing in your life that maybe you've never had the courage to go to before I want to encourage you I want to give you that courage today and say it will be okay God will take care of you and he will bless you but if you hear the Lord needs it oh go for it go for it Jesus said to his disciples, you will receive 100 times as much as you left or as 100 times as much as you invested in my kingdom. Do you think Jesus would allow us to invest in his kingdom and not bless us, not have some kind of return here on this earth as well as eternally? No way. We sing that song, the goodness of God. We talk about how good God is. I still remember several years ago a young lady in our church who didn't have a lot when she was a student at Kent State University and she turned this asset, this car she had into an instrument of worship and she just, you know she got a job paying big money all of a sudden once she got graduated and a few months went by and she started getting her paychecks and she went from being like no money to woo, she got a lot of money. So she went out and did what I told her not to do and she went and bought a car, a brand new car. I said, don't do that. She did it anyhow. I'm sure she's paid that car off by now. You know, this is. I was like a parent worrying, I just worried. But she could have traded that car in and got about three or $4,000 probably tops out of it. It's a good car. It was a Toyota. And we had to invest some money in it when she first got it. I told her, don't buy that car, and she bought it. And then right away, we had to put over $1,000 in tires and front-end parts and all kinds of things. And I'm just thinking, I told you not to buy that car. And she bought it. But this church rose up, by the way, and one day I just got up and said, we need to help somebody. They need some car repairs. We need X amount of dollars, and you did not raise that. You raised over and above that so that we could go and buy tires and other stuff to make that car really good for her and the wonderful thing is then when she got her new car she said i need to give this to somebody in the church and she told me who and we gave that car to that person and here's the cool thing that person that received the car said something like this that they believe god gave it to them for a reason i remember that and this blessed the giver when i told the giver I said, this is what that person said. This blessed them to hear that God would be glorified by their former vehicle. It was just a car to get to work, to get to school. Now it's going to be a blessing. It went from just a car to a blessing. It would still be a car if she would have traded it in or she would have sold it for cash. But guess what? It's a blessing. I did that with a 1983 Ford LTD. It was brand new, 1983. And I leased it. Never do that again. And I leased this. It was a pretty car. Oh, I was proud of it. And I was sitting at a restaurant, and a waitress said her car had broke down. <laughs> and it was like, I heard the Lord say, the Lord needs this. And like I don't, didn't even know this person, guys. She'd been my waitress for weeks. Every morning, every Thursday morning, I would go there and have breakfast. And when she said that, it was like, let her have your car. Now I had a 69 Malibu, which at the time was not as cool as it is today. And I had this 83, and I'm thinking, give her the 69. But God did not put that picture in my mind. The picture he put in my mind was that brand new, blue, shiny, four-door LTD. Because she had a little child, she had a teenager, and she had herself. And the Malibu was a two-door, and it was just like I could see she needed this four-door. And for five weeks, I got so scared. For five weeks, she had that car till she could get her fixed. And I just, you know, I wanted to call her like every day and say, did you get, you know, how's it going? How's my car? Because it's a lease. You know, don't put too many miles on it. And don't mess it up because I'll have to pay to get it fixed. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I just was like, no, if God told me to do this, then he could take care of that car, right? And, you know, five weeks went by. What is five weeks in my life right now without that car? What is that? Nothing. Nothing. But I still remember what a blessing it was. And then I was a youth pastor at the time, and guess what? She decided to give our church a try and bring her teenager to my youth group. I didn't ask her to do that. But she just, I think she figured, hey, man, if people are that loving, that trusting there, I want to go be a part of that. And for a long time, they went to our church we got to share Jesus over and over and over to those people. That was a blessing to me. After it was over, it was a blessing. <laughs> While it was going on, I was a little worried. But I learned to trust God. I learned to trust. That was one of those moments. It was like God said, see, you can trust me and I will do great things to your stuff. And when Jesus comes to where you live and says, I need it, then I'm just going to tell you, give him your all and the blessings will fall. Isn't that corny? But it's true. So the donkey man asked, could this, I love what he said. He said, could this be the Messiah, the Lord who created the universe, needs something? I love how he did that. He needs something that we can give him? Ordinary people? A donkey lady? Her husband? Meeting the Lord's need? Are you kidding me? And you might think, I don't have much to give. I'm just going to tell you one more time. God specializes in taking whatever you have, no matter how small it is, and doing humongous things with it. He just wants you to trust Him. That's what He's after. He just wants you to trust Him and go into a deeper relationship with Him. Ephesians 3.20, he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. Just remember that. 1 Corinthians 1, 27, 29, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God shows the lowly and despised things of the world and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast in his presence. God does this. Why? To show his strength, to show his wisdom, to show his creativity, to show his acceptance, to show his love. He needs your stuff for that reason. And God uses the pitiful things that we can offer him to bring glory to himself to him does he need this yes because it means something to you he is lord not this i'm not working to get this that's not why i work my life is about him Whatever your gift, your talent, your resources, there's a place for you to be a blessing in God's kingdom. And whatever you have, I'm just telling you today, bring it today. Whatever you have, surrender what you are and what you have to God today. If you haven't done that yet, do it. Do it today. Why? Because the Lord needs it. So my question is, will you be like the donkey guy? It was like watching a Chinese movie there, wasn't it? Japanese movie sorry will you be like that guy with the donkey and say okay sure if it's you Jesus you can have whatever is mine it's yours I'm just going to tell you if you will take this challenge I believe you'll hear from Jesus himself one day and he'll say you met my need you remember that remember that you met my need You may not even get to see it here on this planet, guys. But that's what Jesus wants to say to you today. Let's bow our heads. Father, I just pray that right now we would totally be in surrender to you. We would give all, A-L-L, all completely to you. That means we can't hold back anything. That means when we pray when we're driving, when we're thinking, when we're trying to solve a problem, when we're resting, and you speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, you speak to our heart about something. You're trying to pry it from our fingers so it doesn't wrap itself around our heart. You need to sit in the center of the throne of our heart, not the stuff, not our position, not our jobs, not even our family. Not even our spouse can take your place. And so we give you permission, God. Ask. Ask. Ask us. Let us be used. Let our light shine in this world somehow. Let us bring Jesus to people by letting our stuff be used, our time be used, our treasures be used. Use us at work, use us at school, use us in our family, use us in the neighborhood, God. Use us anywhere, anyhow that you can. Use us, God, I pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. We surrender to you in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Thank you for joining us today. The original version of this message can be found on our website at thelightinkent.com. For more information, you can also reach out to us at info at or message us on Facebook.